0: Year's podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. Watkins. New episodes every every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hello, guys. Welcome to The Building Years. I'm Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Justin Alexio. And we have a very special announcement Holy to shit. make this episode, guys. Uh, we finally have our first sponsor.
1: Oh! Times, they are a-changing. I was going to hit the applause sound effect, but we still don't have the money we, for that. <laughs> we don't, we're not in a, a radio station
0: quite yet. So um, our sponsor uh, is Rally Flip Cap. What's up, baby? So uh, go to rallyflipcap.com, dot com. And basically, they just have uh, a bunch of cool hats on their website, They guys. got the
1: snapbacks. Holy shit. Remember yeah. the snapbacks? They went out. I used to get made fun of when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. Have you heard that song, Snapbacks and Tattoos? No, no, <laughs>
1: I don't know any of your songs uh, you referenced. A,
0: I know obscure rap. Okay,
1: dude. Yeah, rally flip We've got the good snapbacks. So basically, what's
0: cool about these snapbacks, guys, is uh the bill flips up and reads a completely different message. So there is um like this a one hat. Says it's
1: got hot girl. I don't. Is that a real girl? Or is she just like a mannequin? I can't tell. Uh, I think I think that's an actual girl that they have made look like a, a mannequin. Wow, that's
0: freaky. Um, but they also have uh, flip caps where the the bill flips up and it's a dry race board, guys, where you can write messages on it. And uh, so if you're
1: going next to a hot girl, you can just write "fuck me" something like that. Like, and now that's the
0: holiday season. They've got a Merry Christmas flip cap. That you flip up the bill, and there's a mistletoe underneath, guys. So How cute is that? You can make
1: out with the girl, just flip up your cap.
0: And then there's a there's an Ireland hat that the, 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 the bill flips up, and it says, Kiss me, I'm Irish. A lot of uh, these hats and, and are... We'll, and we'll get to the other ones later, because uh, <laughs> that is the ad space time. For, yeah, that's your 45 <laughs> seconds the, rally flip
1: cap. How'd you like that?
0: I think they liked it. (laughs) So, yeah, check out rallyflipcap.com. Now that that's out of the way, guys, uh, we want to read some of our user comments and emails because we actually have both this week. Hey,
1: oh, my God, this podcast has took a turn for the better.
0: It's picking up, baby. Uh, So let's let's see what we got here. It was on a recent episode that we did. Oh, my God, is it not showing up? This is my worst nightmare. Nah. Oh, wait. And mm, mm, mm. it, Man, it p- looks like
1: there's no comments No,
0: no, no it, it wasn't on a girl's episode I believe it was on one of our female guests uh, or Did they delete it?
1: I think they deleted it Because it was on Miranda's and it's It it's now on Miranda's? Yeah So somebody del- wrote a comment We read it And then they deleted it And we read it. it on the
0: podcast
1: <laughs> And then they got mad and deleted it
0: Wow Alright um,
1: Well, that's what happens Okay, so we don't have comments Anyway <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to
0: burn another uh, little bit of your time. Okay, let's... Let's get to um, the email, back. Let's get to the email. Do you want to read the
1: subject line? The subject line is, This email ain't no spam, but it will make your dick seven times larger, you bitch. <laughs> and
0: uh, I think... Um, yeah, yeah, we can say his name. It's a, yeah. Uh, this is our buddy, Marty Wurst. Uh, he's uh, written into the, the podcast before and commented on our social media. We always appreciate it. He's a fellow stand comedian in the scene. So we're going to read his letter to us uh, that he wrote. Uh, wow, we were on top of it a week ago. <laughs> uh, so he said, hey, guys, I'm a big fan of your show, but the weekly sound of Justin and Jeremiah never having mail to read was making me depressed. So here's a short but sincere message. You two inspire me big time. Whether you're venting about a horrible audition or sharing the past week's accomplishments, I always enjoy hearing about it. You work your asses off, you cheer each other on, and you have great guests on. Justin will say something mildly sexist, and it's (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Justin, since you're so fond of dropping ex-girlfriend's name on the air, maybe you can drop my ex-girlfriend's name. And uh, he wanted Justin to read this part.
1: Justin, all right. (laughs) Fuck you, Anastasia, you bitch. All right. Thanks, bro.
0: <laughs> uh, you want to read this next part, Justin? All right.
1: So, uh, Martin continues. I've been doing stand-up for a year, and it's weird trying to connect comedians who have been doing it a lot longer than I have. The whole scene feels like high school again. I fucking agree with I that. I agree 100%. Like I'm trying to fit in on the biggest challenge is being myself on stage and off. I know you guys don't have that problem. You're both uniquely hilarious, so I try to keep that in mind. <laughs> One technical comedy question for both of you. When you started out doing shorter sets at open mics, were you concerned about connecting with the audience first before going into your jokes? Whether it's a bunch of comedians in the room or an audience of strangers, would you still try to connect, even though it's just a three-minute set? Sorry to the listeners, but this shit is interesting to me. I think I'm too much in my head sometimes, and then my bits feel robotic and rehearsed. In the end, I know I should be having fun up there. All right, let's answer that question before we continue. what uh,
0: yeah, yeah, well, well, and then we'll close with the rest of the letter. Do you think that you needed- when I was
1: doing when I was doing three minute sets, I would try and say the craziest shit in the room to get a response. Like I would do, I would say like, I I, I would go up to an audience member like, "Are you racist?" And she'd be like, "No." I'd be like, "Fuck you, you're racist!" I would just start screaming in her face like offensive stuff. I there because it's so hard to connect in three minutes. Like you just, it's so hard in yeah. three minutes. Uh, but then I started to realize that's what comedy is. It's all about connecting with the roots. Even if you only have, you know, three minutes to do it, you can still do it, even though it's a lot harder. I think it's, you can do it though. It's like when you meet someone and you have like a 45 second connection, you got three whole minutes, baby, you can do it. I don't know. I think
0: that you should definitely try to connect. Uh, That's... That's it's a point that, of comedy. That's speaking. That's speaking. Even though it's an open mic, uh, that's something that I uh, definitely do uh, whenever I go up and uh, because there, I, I still actually do some three minute spots at the store uh, for yeah. uh, on the potluck nights uh, after the open mic. Um, they have like the the friends and family and the paid regulars go up. Those spots are usually three to four minutes, and I think it's extremely important to tr- try to connect. Even if it's ten seconds, and a lot of times I end up spending more than that. I usually spend almost thirty seconds, uh, even though it's only three minutes. And what if you have a three minute bit that you need to work on? I think that you need to ex- at least at least spend yeah nobody- 10 seconds. Like nobody's gonna follow you for. saying, Hey, how you doing? Or uh, I think a big thing is part of connecting that people don't realize is is uh, is nonverbal. Is just looking around the room, acknowledging, acknowledging, and making eye contact. You know, yeah, with you everybody know how many comics room?
1: I've seen that just are—they could be doing the same set with nobody in Do the th- room. They
0: talk over the audience. Mm-hmm. They're—they're they're not going into the audience. They're not looking into the audience members' eyes, and that's something that whenever you're starting out too you have to train yourself to look at people in the eye whenever you yeah. talk to them because it's not a comfortable thing. It's
1: not, especially when you can tell they're not liking you.
0: <laughs> and, and especially if it's a new bit and you're not confident enough with the bit, it's hard to connect and look at people in the eyes. But I honestly believe that it makes all the difference in your sets whenever you're making good eye contact because you're selling it. You're selling what you're talking about. And whenever they can tell that you're excited about something and you're looking at them
1: they're gonna get excited about the bit too and they're gonna yeah. start laughing yep look at you jeremiah with all your wisdom i agree 100 percent. so yeah so that's I, I would say try and connect it is very i think it's even harder obviously than when you have 20 minutes but yeah just keep trying to connect marnie you can do it and uh we definitely agree that uh the
0: stand-up scene out here it's, it is very it is very high school uh and it's
1: hard. It's hard to... Um, it is I, so fucking high school. Dude, I the reason... Dude, I still have memories of people when I was first moved out here that were dicks to me. Like, older people. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they're, they're bitter. Yeah, they're like, go home. Like, people would actually tell me, like, go home. Like, you don't belong here. Like, fuck you. Like, I still remember their names in my head and I'll yeah. never, re- never respect them. Because I would never be mean to someone that's new. Like, that's... I don't understand that psyche. Yeah. Go fuck yourself uh
0: so yeah i I think the there's not really too much of getting around uh the high school aspect, just that you just have to do good sets and then the people who like your sense of humor will just nat- naturally gravitate towards you yeah. and it, but I would say to any comic who's newer like if you are not social, you do need to work on that a little bit like you yeah. you do need to go out of your way a little bit to to learn people's names and and meet people because uh there's no getting around it it's a big networking is like a pretty big part of stand up and you have to yeah. you have to meet people and you have to be good with talking to them uh and so I would recommend that like as far as the high school thing goes cuz you can't get around it so it's like okay if you, if you know that you have to deal with that then let's let's make the best out of it and yeah one thing i struggled
1: with when i first got out here people because they're all comedians they would all just gang up on you and start making fun of you yeah yeah making fun of me to my face and i would just go home and i'd be like fuck them and then i would come with things to say and then i would come back like a week later and be like you're this or whatever and they'd be like where'd that come from yeah i was like i've been sitting on it for a week
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've been stewing on this (laughs) Uh, and then the rest of the letter says, anyway, love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks for all the great episodes. Keep kicking ass. I think it's amazing that you have captured your friendship in this format. You'll be able to pinpoint all your highs and lows and look back at your struggles. Like when Jeremiah was counting his pocket money for a little taste of Taco Bell. <laughs> then 10 years from now, he'll be like, motherfucker, I own Taco Bell. That's the American dream of I'm quoting this podcast for the people who are shocked <laughs> that I just swore. Uh, thanks, Building Gears Podcast, and your fan, Marty Worst. Thank you very much for writing in, Marty. We appreciate that. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, Yeah, we appreciate you listening. And ho- hopefully uh, you what we said will help out in some of the open mic sets.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of bad times, I had a rough show this week, you guys. Let's talk about it. Oh, boy. My booking agent. First off, he asked me, he's like, hey, want to do a show in San Bernardino? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I got you. You're going to make $300. I was like, fuck yeah, for that easy drive. And he's like, and you're only going to have to do 20 minutes. And I was like, hell yeah, $300 for 20 minutes. Uh, Sign me up, baby. Yeah, he's being very vague about what it was, though. And I was like, what kind of show is this? I only have to do 20 minutes. You're going to pay me you know, that money. And he's like... Finally, after I already told him I'd do it, he's like, ah, it's an all-Arab educational event. Uh, so it was all for Saudis. Like, it was crazy. Like, I get there, and everyone's in, like, full Saudi headdress. Like, it's very, I don't, it was crazy. And on top of it, it was all, it wasn't, I thought it was going to be college. So it was at Cal State San Bernardino. It's families. It was all families. Like so, there was like forty or fifty kids there. Oh no, <laughs> and 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 grandparents, like people in there. the age range of the show was from seventy to six. It was insane, but it was packed house. There was like three hundred and fifty people there. Dude, there's so many people. It was a huge. It was the whole like auditorium, uh, and they set it up like I don't know. So I go up there. I'm like, all right. The the booker comes out to me and he's like, all right, Justin. He's like, you got material on being uh, Saudi Arabian? And I was like, no.
0: You're like, I'm not Saudi Arabian. (laughs) Racist.
1: I guess. (laughs) I'm a little brown, but I'm not Saudi. (laughs) Well, this is right. My booking agent told them I'm from the Middle East. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so you're like, "Dang it, agent. That's how you got me this job." You told him that i mean, I'm from the you Middle know. East? What? That's I- why
0: there's always a catch whenever there's good money on a like
1: a set that's not too long. So I was like I was like, "Yeah, all right. I'll I'll try my best." He's like, "This is what he's like, you know, they it's hard. The parents are very strict." So do some jokes on that and like, you know, uh how hard it is to do your work in college. And I was like, "Dude, I can't just write jokes right now." That yeah. you're telling so I go up there, and I'm like, I got to connect this audience because, first off, it's not a comedy show. It's a, it's a celebration of Saudi culture. So the first act was the principal or the, one of the higher-ups of this organization on campus, like a 50-year-old guy just talking about how they're trying to build the community. Not funny at all. 20 minutes of that. Then, right before I go on, there was a 20-minute PowerPoint educational presentation like you're in a lecture class about the history of Saudi Arabia, what the population is, what food people like to eat. Like it was and then I had to go on. So after that, it's uh it's not a not a good environment. I go on, I'm like, all right, I gotta relate to this crowd somehow. So I told her, I was like, Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm half black and I'm half Saudi. And then they start booing me because I'm not full Soddy. What? <laughs> the whole crowd. They go, boo. And I was like, oh, boy. Here we go. And I asked the guy, I was like, are you going to light me and when I'm done with my 20 minutes? He's like, no, you just get off stage when it's 20 minutes. And so the whole time, like, looking at my, my watch. I'm Yeah, like, of course. <laughs> so, dude, I said, do, dude, I'm doing material. It's not going well at all. I look in the crowd. I see there's... Some older, an older couple in the front seat or front row, reading books. Like (laughs) they're so old they can't
0: even be looking at their cell phones. They have to read books.
1: Dude, they're reading books as soon as I walked on stage. Dude, it was just it was just a huge culture thing because they were so Saudi Arabian. So then I'm doing material. I'm like, oh man, this has been a rough set. So I look down, like it's got to be close to 20. Seven minutes in, no, <laughs> so, dude. I was—that's how bad the set was. So then I was like, "Oh man, it's—I haven't gotten a laugh in like four minutes. <laughs> Just been talking." So uh, I got to like—were like, were you doing the hits? Yeah, I was doing my A material because I'm getting paid. Oh yeah, of course. So I'm, I brought my A game, and it was not <laughs> working. <laughs> so then I get to—I get to minute fifteen, dude, and uh, I'm like. I'm fucking dying up here. I was like, I got to bring someone on stage. (laughs) So I brought, I brought this woman on stage. I was like, who wants to come on stage? She comes on stage. And I'm like, I'm just going to interview her and try and riff right now. Cause dude, I was trying to do crowd work. I was, nobody would talk to me except for nobody would talk to me except for the kids. And the kids, I was like, well, you know, what's important to you? And he's, and some kids like, my dad said not to talk right now because he started talking. The dad tried to make him be quiet. Dude, oh, yeah, it was rough, man. So then I bring this woman on stage, and I'm like, uh, "What does your husband need to improve on?" And then her husband looks at me in from the crowd and just like starts shaking his head at me, and I got scared. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I'm dude, crossing." Not with <laughs> that culture, yeah. <laughs> I'm crossing. I didn't know what else to do. So then, That's so funny, dude. So then uh, I'm like, "What does he need to improve on?" And she's like. He should do the dishes more. The crowd erupts in laughter. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and that lady got killed later that day, dude, <laughs> dude. She was, and then I was like, well, "What do you need to work on?" She's like, "Maybe I should do the dishes." The crowd goes wild, dude. And I was like, "I'm just riding this lady for the next five minutes." So, dude, I just made dumb jokes with her, and it fucking. So I ended very strong, but I had to use that crutch of pulling a woman who was actually making the jokes for me. These horrible jokes, dude. It doesn't matter sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's just about getting paid and getting out of there. Oh yeah. So uh it was an experience, man. It was it was crazy. But I'm glad I did it cuz I've never done that much time in front of that many people that did not understand me. <laughs> at oh yeah. All. You're like 350 people, man.
0: I got I'll crush it. Cause
1: you yeah, you think you're in that front. I've never I'm like that many people, I'm going to kill. Not this room. <laughs>
0: Dude, uh, that, I mean, that reminds me, I think I talked about it on the podcast a, a while ago uh, when I did that when almost the entire crowd was from England <laughs> and the mic kept cutting out and the lights, they left like the lights on on the crowd and then I basically had to berate them to to make them <laughs> laugh and the lady paid me. And I could tell she never was gonna book me again because she <laughs> books like other events and stuff. Yeah, and I, I never got booked. She by was that like, lady "This again. is over." She's like this guy. There was really sucks. that
1: big of a culture with the English, dude.
0: That's what I didn't understand. I think it was more of the awkward start, and then I had even addressed it, and it got better. But they were just so clearly there to see. Uh, it was Adam Buxton. I was. Uh, oh, I remember that it. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a mess. And then another show. Well, I did okay. I made fun of uh, Armenians in an all Middle Eastern crowd. <laughs> and that, you know, <laughs> that they were surprised that I had the balls to do it. And yeah, I just that, like went on with my material, like, screw you guys. I don't care. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You like what you hear? <laughs> now it's becoming Indian. Uh, do you like what you hear in here? Uh, yeah man i had a pretty good pretty good week um of shows uh let's see i don't even actually remember all the stuff uh we did um for the roast battle we we did because uh, jamar wasn't there we did the all terrorist wave for the roast
1: battle <laughs> jesus christ
0: so after a joke hit um for the roast battle uh i uh, uh one of the things that we did we um we re- we we uh had These guys in like, not burkas, but you know, like the head wraps or whatever. They had uh, all these Middle Eastern guys. They waterboarded me. (laughs) (laughs) They put a towel over my face (laughs) and poured water on it. And dude, it got a huge (laughs) pop from the audience. And Joe Rogan was like, "I did. I definitely did not see the waterboard (laughs) (laughs) coming. I definitely." Joe Rogan was there. He was one of the judges. Nice. And then Sarah Silverman was there, and uh, somebody made a joke about how. She and Jimmy Kimmel don't have sex anymore or something. And I went out there with Silly String and I sprayed it all over the, the audience like I was jizzing on the audience. And it was a lot of fun. All right. And we recreated the Boston Marathon and I threw a foot up in the air. <laughs> 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 Dude, we we sometimes cross the, the boundaries, but that's kind of yeah. what, what the show's I about. I would
1: never do that. That's hilarious. That's funny that you did that. Yeah. I'd be so afraid. We had,
0: we had two Middle Eastern guys pull, you know, those poppers. They yeah. go, pop. And as soon as it went pop, I fell to the ground with uh, the other white guy that I was with, Sandro galano and I threw a foot up in the air. And somebody said, dude, I was standing in the back, and I saw you fall, and then I just saw a foot shoot up in the air, and it looked perfect from where I was standing. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and then later in the week, uh, uh, we, did our last, uh, we did our last Valley mini show, man. Yeah, the end of an era. So – Justin and I and Peter Banschowski and Christopher Edwards, we've been in an improv group for now, what, four years off and on between all of us? Yeah. And it's gone, and first Justin was the first one to leave, then Peter left, and then it went down to Chris and I over time, and then we th- thought we were going to get the the band back together, and we did for a little bit, and it was good, but we just realized that we couldn't put as much attention as we wanted uh, into With improv. We're different boys now. Well, we all we're all busy with stand up and stuff like that, and I I still love doing improv. But uh, to be to become a successful improv group, you got to give it more time than what we were doing. We were just doing one show every other week, and we were getting compliments on the shows. But just with anything, you you really have to put in a lot of effort to become really good, like thousands of hours. And we've done tons of improv, but like we weren't, yeah, we just
1: it's just. Time to go. So it's a
0: little sad. Time to close the book. A little sad, but I don't know. We will. We'll. We'll figure out other ways to do some improv and, and stuff yeah. like that. I, I found out that I need to to say that I can take a groundlings class before May, and the, oh, that's otherwise what they I said. Get kicked off. You got to find lay. the
1: six forty or whatever it is.
0: Whatever it is, man. <laughs> oh, so I got to book something or put it on the credit card, dude. Yeah, they'll probably keep raising my
1: limit because they're like this guy's spending a lot of money. <laughs> Dude, <clears throat> I I pay $80 a month in interest for credit cards. It's crazy.
0: Dude, I'm up to 45. <laughs> I'm climbing. <laughs> I'm trying to reach you, Justin. I'm
1: trying to catch up. You got to do it though. What do you what are you going to do? Um I uh guys Guess what I'm doing on Thursday? I'm flying to Austin to shoot that movie thing. Remember we talked about that months ago? A while ago. So it's finally here, and uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm like, I don't want to fuck it up.
0: I think you're gonna do great. Man. I think it's it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think
1: it's too small of a part to fuck up. So yeah,
0: I know. I think it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so fun.
1: Yeah. So I'm dude. I'm just I get I'm so afraid to fly. So I might anxiety starts to set in four or five days before my flight, and I'm in that right now. And I had a dream last night that my plane crashed. (laughs) I always have those dreams. It's
0: crazy. Dude, I've been having really crazy dreams lately. Like, I had a dream last night that I ruined my cousin's wedding by booking a stand-up show at the (laughs) same location. (laughs) And, like, we were doing the show and trying to pull in her wedding guests into our show.
1: Why would you in your dream you weren't like, this is wrong?
0: No, I was, but I was like,
1: I can't fail my fellow comedians. Oh.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: Wow, that was kinda of fucked up. No, I was
0: more worried that uh that the comedians were having a good time.
1: Uh.
0: But then later my whole <laughs> family was all mad at me in the dream and I'm like, Yeah, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I apologize. So what do you think that means? I don't know. I don't know if it has a meaning. Um I don't know uh I don't know. Yeah. The, the the cousin who I think wedding it was, she's already married, so it was kind of weird. And Alonzo Bowden was randomly in the dream, <laughs> and Nick <laughs> Yusuf and Tony Hinchcliffe.
1: Oh, all right. Well, I so, don't know what that means. I, I I don't know. Do you think dreams mean specific things? I think so, yeah. I think that it brings up your fears. mm. Cause I know one of my biggest fears, and so one of the only things I fear is like my little brothers and sisters dying. So I've had dream, or any of my brothers. I had a dream one time where I was doing a play, and then right before the third, I don't even do plays, and right before the third act, someone comes whisper in my right ear, "Jason, your little brother is dead."
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs>
1: so I had to go out there, and it was do so th- the
0: show with his death with, on your brain.
1: Yeah, and uh, <sighs> I was just like, my brother my brother and my scene partner was like that's not the line
0: <laughs> have
1: you ever woke up uh crying from a dream uh no i i've actually never cried in a dream except for that one i usually have to murder people in my dreams really yeah to always to defend my family i've killed a bunch of people in my dreams wow but it's and i always feel bad it's always like that what's that movie with uh what's james franco where he's a rock climber and he has that moment where he's like, should I cut uh, off my arm? Something about The Limit.
0: 124 hours. Oh, or 124. I said The Limit. I don't even know what I was uh,
1: We're running out of time, but I just wanted to ask you, Jeremiah. Jeremiah's on a veil, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's I, got, I, got, I
0: got put on a veil for a uh, AT&T commercial uh, last week. Guys, I've been on a veil. You got to like, talk about like, a, a, frust- yeah. a, a decent um, amount. And... Basically, what a veil is, is that we've explained it before on the podcast. We'll explain again. Whenever you get uh, a call back for a commercial, uh, that means they like you. Um, they're seeing you a second time. And then you get put on a veil whenever they think that they want to book you. And it's between you and a, a few other guys, basically. It's
1: like a 50-50 shot.
0: Yeah. Uh, the odds have not been in my favor lately. <laughs> the last several, uh, they've gone with the other guy. And this one is an AT&T national commercial. So uh, I'm praying I get it because it would uh, be... I I'd, I'd basically get to be comfortable for a little while again yeah, and not so stressed about month to month uh, just for a little bit. So we'll see, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm auditioning for some other ones. My goal is to book a commercial before Christmas because that would help launch 2015. With a big bang. Because my mom was already like, 2014 is going to be our year. It was <laughs> not our year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's some good things that happen, but you know. Financially, it needs to improve a little bit.
1: <laughs> but creatively, it was great. Creatively, you did great. Uh, Shot some movies and all that stuff.
0: Uh, we played dodgeball on Sunday too. Oh yeah, Justin was good. He Jeremy. got me. He got me out once on a catch. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, your I, like, face I, is so
1: sad. But or,
0: I, I mean, I I wanted to get you out, of course. But I was like, ah. as soon as I threw it, I was like,
1: dang it! I threw it too high. <laughs> dang it. I'm glad you was finally. It, came. Was it hard to catch at least, or was yeah, it easy? Yeah. Okay. You, got me, out, you got me on the uh, cross pump when I threw, and that was a good time to throw after someone throws because they can't; they're not in catch position.
0: Yeah. Justin's good at dodgeball, guys. He wears a ski ski goggles. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I wore those. Wonder why I wear those? Because I was wearing regular goggles, and then they broke. And then I was too poor to buy new fifteen dollar goggles, so I just used those ski ones that I had. How yeah. sad is that?
0: Wow. <laughs> um, I guess we should wrap up the podcast. Do you have uh,
1: anything going on this week, buddy? No, I'm out of town. Shoot this thing. I'll be gone for five days. So I'll be back next week, and I'll let you guys know of my shows. Cool, cool.
0: Uh, this week, I uh, got the roast battle. Before that, I will clue you guys in on how the what the results were. But uh, I uh, will be showcasing at the Laugh Factory tonight, and I'll probably have a story to go along with that <laughs> next week. Uh, it's the first time Jamie Masada has officially seen me so or is supposed to hopefully he shows up tonight I'm going to laugh if he just is <laughs> not even there tonight <laughs> anyway uh, check out youtube.com slash sketch we've been dropping new sketches uh, every Monday and then we've got some other shows uh, roast battle will be at the comedy store on Saturday and then uh, some Sunday school dropouts Gabby Conti's and Amy Chipo's show at La Clouse on Sunday thanks so much for listening guys check out jeremiahwatkins.tv at Standup on twitter at Justin Alexio on Twitter. And thank you guys so much for listening. And Marty, thank you once again for uh, writing in. Email thebuildingears at gmail.com. And we will read your letters and answer any questions.
1: We love you guys. Nice, dick!
0: Nice and, nice and sweet. <laughs>
1: no, I said dick of you.
0: Oh, okay. We love your guys' dick.
1: And vaginas.
0: Yeah, there it is. Pussy. All right. <laughs>